morning, Adam. Hello, Jack. Another day, another dollar, as they say. Who Where? said that? One of those, one of those Ben Franklin uh, sayings? I don't know. You just said it, didn't you? I did. One it's one. Become, become one of your favorite sayings. I'm not as famous as him, though. Uh, not yet. <laughs> got time. Not yet. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Still got time. So anyway, how you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to stay warm and dry. Well, I want to welcome uh, our podcast friends here. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with Adam Sunhalter. And uh, we're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And Adam and I have been together talking to small business owners, solving their problems like mad, and having a lot of fun doing it. Because we only work with, with small business owners who we feel will succeed. And we have ways of determining that from the beginning, usually. And our track record's pretty good there. We do that with the name of our podcast being... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's a strange name for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> the Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Right. And we have over 300 episodes We've been doing this. Adam and I have been coaching businesses, small business owners for over 20 years. We've been doing it together. Been partners in this venture. And as I said earlier, it's a lot of fun. And it's fun because we, we've done it all personally, you know, owning businesses and, and coaching them and counseling them. And, and uh, uh, we've met so many good, interesting people crossing all industries. And we have a system that works, it, uh, starting with who we, who we decide to coach with. So what we've done is we used to be on the radio for four years, and we rolled that into doing podcasts. And as I said, we have over 300 of them done. And they are created pretty much by our experiences with the small business owners. You know, the stuff that they ask us, the stuff that they're worried about, the stuff that they have to learn and we teach them. They, they don't have that before they met us. And it causes problems for them, causes many problems for small business owners because they just don't have the business knowledge. But we teach it and we're good at it. So, you know, it, it starts with a complex world. If you never studied business or worked it or had your own businesses, uh, you don't understand and appreciate the complexity of it. And it's complex because it's so so many variables you deal with on a random basis. So a whole bunch of stuff is coming at you all the time from different places. And if you're lucky to survive the, the uh, four or five year period of being in business, chances are you've learned a great deal of that stuff. 70% of small businesses fail after or within three years usually per the SBA data. And you don't have to be that way. If you talk to us, we can help you. So one of the things we do is try to demystify the, the complexity and get it down into manageable buckets. And we've created a system which we call seven keys to success. And it takes the complexities and millions of variable issues and condenses them down to seven key ISA items. And those seven keys basically Take all the complexity of business and put it in a place where you can deal with it. 
you don't have to go insane trying to figure this stuff out and getting depressed and working long hours of just trying to do stuff that's very solvable with a good coach. So one of the things we, we've looked at many times in our own uh, our, our own desire to make things simpler just for us to be able to manage multiple businesses and all the variables that they deal with in these seven keys that we, we've developed. We have a, uh, a little, I guess, summary, if you want to call it that, of what the owner of a business, a small business, should do. How do you describe? How do you describe the job duties, the job description of a business owner or a CEO? Could be a CEO for a big company or a small business. Makes no difference. We've condensed all the complexities into three words. <coughs> Excuse me. Three words. Describe the job description of a CEO or a small business owners. Nobody ever gets it right. And I don't blame them. It took us years. You know, again, we've been together for 20 years. It took us years to get these three, three simple words down. The chief job description of a business owner is three words. Plan, direct, and control. In other words, without a plan, your small business is not going to make it in all likelihood, statistically. You will not make it if you're just reacting to whatever the business environment is in. You have to have a plan on where you're going. And we developed that, and we call that the profit plan. That's one of three. And the profit plan is nothing more than a revised budget. And I hate that word. If you have a budget at all, chances are you, you shun that like many small business owners. Because it's it's boring. It's very difficult to take the way that's assembled and and uh, use it in a meaningful way for yourself. So we take that we take that and create a profit plan. After all, that's why you're there, and you want to have some fun, and it is fun. You're there to make a profit. So what's that look like? So that's the first of three of the jobs of the the business owner. The second job is to direct the activity of your people, the vendors, the customers, you got all that activity and how do you direct it? You come in and just dump on, on your, your people and scratch your head right along with them and nobody knows what they're doing. Well, if you have a profit plan, the next step is to take your people and direct it. And the profit plan allows you to keep score and make those decisions about how much money do I need to, to, uh, you know, buy this piece of equipment and can I buy it well? Can I buy it at all? How do I present to the bank? How do I do all these things? And basically, how do you direct your activity? That's up to you. And you do it through the third word, control. Control the company. The stuff that you do relative to meetings, relative to reports, that gives you control to where if done right, you can you can run your company from anywhere in the world, especially with the technology today with the likes of something like Zoom. It works. It works very well. So anyway, plan, direct, control. Those are the three words that basically describe the duties of a small business owner. 
And that's what we wanted to talk about today, because that's what we use in our coaching. It's a great three-word guide, along with the seven keys to success. It works, folks. Anyway, Adam, I don't know if I stole any of your thunder or not, but um, we're equal experts with plan, direct, <laughs> control. So, Sorry, you're on a roll this morning, Jack. It's it's we often, like I said, we'll often ask early on. We meet an owner, you know, you know, hey, what do you think your your three word job description is? And I can't think of anybody that's ever nailed it. They may have gotten one or one of the words, maybe, but it's usually some version of do it all or get it done or you know some version of that or wearing multiple hats or you know it's just different versions and it just again it reflects to your point jack some of the confusion or the overwhelmness that happens when running a company and so how do you stay above that fray and if when we talk about the seven keys as you're mentioning jack you know key number five is leadership and that's where something like plan direct control comes in it's like well what should i be doing as a leader of the business and often when we start coaching a client, we find that they spend very little of their time planning, directing, and controlling. They're spending most of their time doing stuff, or as you said, reacting to what's going on around them. And as the months and years go by, the owner becomes better at reacting or anticipating what some of those challenges might be because they've been through some of those challenges before. But it's often still in the reactionary mode as opposed to the planning mode. And as you might imagine, that can get very frustrating where you feel here it is. It's my business. It's our business. And yet I feel like we're not the ones in charge of it. I feel like we're constantly re responding to a crisis from a customer or from an employee or from a vendor or from some sort of regulation or governmental interference going on. But it's, it's, it feels like almost day in and day out, you start to feel like that old, Stretch Armstrong doll, right? Remember that from, was that from the 70s? Back when I was a kid. Stretch you know. Armstrong. No. I'm trying so, it's, to... so it's one of those kind of like, you know, you know, it's like silly putty almost, but it's a, you know, it's a, a, a character that as you get, you could literally pull his arms and pull his legs and pull his head, pull his neck. You know, Isn't that Gumby? Like Gumby? Well, but you, you pull him, you keep stretching and stretching. Eventually, you start to you start to break, right? But, you know, as the owner, you constantly feel that, you know, or uh, what was it? what's the old torture technique? Drawn and quartered, right? Isn't that when they when they tie That's to the right. horses? Tie the four things to the horses, they just say go, right? They pull you apart, basically. I mean, yeah, that's, boy, that, that's, yeah. Huh? Well, it's, <laughs> yes, I, I agree with that. Well, again, you know, keep in mind who our audience is here. We're talking to the business owners. Who I, who I know they can relate to that. They can relate mm -hmm. to feeling like it's it's constant. Now, now, there might be a few days or a few weeks where you can kind of settle in where things aren't that way. But for the most part, that's that's a normal operating procedure for, for a small business owner. So often why many folks start with coaching with us because they're trying to get out of that, trying to get out of that mode. And as you mentioned, Jack, it took us a good chunk of our initial 20 years to kind of come down to this because we were avoiding that P word. We were avoiding that plan word. Yeah, because we, we would say the word plan and, and, and we could see the reaction. There was often a negative reaction from many owners because they were envisioning not the plans we're talking about, Jack. They're envisioning some sort of 50-page business plan. All kinds of pie charts and graphs and this and that, and 
that's more I think what they're what they were seeing. And so for that, I was like, well, that's not how is that fifty page plan going to help me day in and day out? And so we realized, hey, well, the plans we're talking about, like you're mentioning, are different plans. That could be just the plan for the day today, Jack. That's where, where things often start. What's the plan? And, and, and that three threes are big, right? So the plan direct control is a good thing, but there's also a three word phase. You should be very fond of saying and asking of all your team. What's the plan? Again, what's the plan for today, this week, this month, the quarter, the year, the, the you know the project, whatever it might be, for you as the owner, to ask that question. Hey, what's the plan? That's always an appropriate question to ask. Because depending what you hear back, there might be a fantastic plan in place. So right. what so so that makes life simple in the office and in the company the way it's run. All right. Everybody should have a plan. I agree. And it it uh it it, it if you, you couple that with daily meetings, brief meetings, meetings get a bad rap and they shouldn't. Well, they shouldn't because they should be run they should be run well and they should be run with a discipline note or no mode to it. And that, that discipline isn't whips and chains and uh, the, the discipline is basically staying on schedule, staying on schedule with your, with the, your, your agenda. And the time of that meeting should be set in advance for either an hour to update everybody with their, their situation, their situation in the company, <clears throat> or Basically, just uh, make make presentations, structure the meetings with an agenda and a purpose, and treat them seriously. Schedule them ahead. When you're making your plan out for the year, schedule your meetings out also. So everybody knows what's going on, where you're trying to go, moving forward, looking forward, not sitting around bitching about <clears throat> whatever, whatever the lack of communication in the company is. Try the biggest word, biggest complaint that employees have in any business the boss never come you know communicates to us <clears throat> we don't know what's going on and that's easily solved and it also rolls back into planning directing and controlling because that's what it is <clears throat> i'm losing my voice that's all right well that's where the controlling <laughs> part comes in you're talking about talking about meetings and and reports so that's where the controlling part comes in. So picture, yeah, if we're having a daily touch, and I say, what's the plan for today? And if I get crickets or a blank stare back, like, what do you mean, boss? Okay, well, then part of my job is to help you figure out what the plan is for today. Now, as you keep asking that question of what's the plan, what's the plan, well, you will you should stop getting those crickets or, 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 or deer in headlights looks, and you start getting people responding to you. Hey, I think the plan should be this or it'll be that. So again, it comes back to, when you're asking that question, one of the great things it does is it, it gets inside people's heads. How are they thinking about stuff? They've got to present their thoughts and their ideas. Come back to our seven keys. Number seven is presenting, Jack. So all of a sudden, if I'm getting my team to present to me what, what their thoughts and ideas are, and magically, lo and behold, Jack, often the ideas and plans that, that our team has are better than our own plans because they're closer to what's going on. They happen to have better solutions or better ideas about ways to address or to attack a certain opportunity or a certain or a certain challenge.
but the control part is the meetings. The meetings is a big part of that. And as you said, they get they often get bad reps because they aren't they aren't they aren't run well. But if you haven't done any meetings in your in your business or you, you haven't done them for a while, a good place to start would be either a daily touch or maybe a weekly a weekly meeting. And a daily touch can be a simple five minutes. If it's first thing in the morning, hey, what what happened yesterday that, that I have to be aware of, and what's the plan for today? Could be that simple. It could be that in, simple. Yeah, and it's the best way to go. Simple is always best. Well, most of the time. <laughs> simple most of the time. Mm -hmm. okay. Simple is best, just like a three-word job description for a very complex situation. <clears throat> Plan, direct, and control. Right. Three words to easily remember, and whenever you're getting confused or feel like you're you're moving off the page, you can quickly come back and figure out where you're at. We'll see what often happens. Come back to your your saying earlier, Jack. People will complain about. I don't know what's going on. Nobody ever tells me anything. I have no, you know, I have no clue. The, the, the communication here is terrible. Well, again, that's often a result of not having regular meetings or not having regular good meetings being run. And if you start to do it, if you start to have one good meeting running, usually what we see is people want to have more meetings because they realize how, how well the one's doing for them. It's, it's much like what happens when we start dealing with the numbers. You know, most owners, we talk about a lot of shows here, not necessarily today, but you know, numbers and the financials and looking at their numbers on a regular basis. Well, most small business owners, when we start working with them, are not using their numbers very much at all. But as you start to help them dig into them a little bit and understand them, they start to want more. They start to see the power of those numbers and what it's telling them. And so the same thing starts to happen with those meetings. Hey, this is great. This is very helpful. This is, you know, this is, you know, making sure it's breaking down our our communication lines, all, you know, whatever those challenges might be, often those simple meetings help to move those things along, start to start to make those things work better. And so, if you're if, if you're doing if you have if we, if we have a plan in place, we have those plans that are, that are being executed. The the control part comes through again that that series of reports and meetings. The, the the direction part comes down to who's doing what. Come back to our opening discussion about who's whose job is it, who's doing what jobs. And so again, if you are the owner, your, your job is to help make sure that these plans are in place so that they're the right kind of plans. You can either add to those plans or your job is to, to not get in the way. You know, what resources are needed? So what do, we, what do we need to do to help make sure that plan is, is going to be done? So you start to direct all the activity. Who's doing what, what, what resources are needed to help make that start to happen? And so part of your role as the owner is to be there as, is to be there as the support person for your team. To help them accomplish what they're trying to accomplish, to help execute, make those plans a reality. Otherwise, if it keeps coming back to you, if it's all on you, that's one of the one of the challenges that, that, that we see. Again, part of the reason why this is called Dirty Secrets of Small Businesses, I'd like to kind of shine a light on what some of the common challenges are that maybe aren't talked about as much. And as the owner, you constantly feel the pressure of having to have all those answers. Well, we know you don't have all the answers. You know you don't have all the answers. But where do you go to get those answers? Well, in the reality of what's going on day in and day out when those bullets are flying, Jack, you're just trying to figure it out. You're trying to do the best that you can and use whatever knowledge and experience you have to apply to the current situation. But if you want to get out of that firefighting mode to where you feel like you have more control, again, come back to plan, direct control. I think 
If you talk to every owner, Jack, they want more control of their business. They want to know better what's going on. They, they want to know if I pull lever, lever A, it's going to have result B. So they want to kind of know that versus, again, constantly having to react. And so what we often will do is we'll start with that whole idea of, well, how much planning, directing, and controlling are you doing? And if you aren't doing very much, we'll start working more on that to get those things down. It's, but it starts with the plan. What's the plan? What's the plan? You, you, you open up this, Jack. You said the profit plan, which is key number two of the seven. And the profit plan tells us how we're going to make money on purpose. What are we doing to make money this year, this month, this quarter, whatever time period we're talking about? And if we have a plan to make money, chances of making money are highly increased. If we don't have a plan to make money, what happens is going to happen, Jack. We're going to constantly react and we'll see how we, see how we do. But it's difficult to get comfortable and to feel like you have some control of what's going on if you're not working to execute your plan. So that's what we're talking about in terms of the, and the plan direct control is something you need to be doing or like to be have you doing day one. But it's something you can do for the entire part of you owning the business. That never goes away. That that part of your job should never go away. The planning, directing, controlling. It's always there as the owner. That's And whether it's your one of your 100 duties that you're doing or it's the only duty that you're doing, depending where you are on your journey as an owner. But as you start to mature as an owner, more and more of your time should be spent in the planning, directing, controlling versus the doing, 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 which is where most people are. If you do that, it all becomes a lot more fun, Jack. Yeah, it does. You know, it uh, it's a, a very simple approach to taking the complexities and pulling it together. And yeah, the fun comes in. The communication is higher. The participation is higher. The spirit of core becomes higher because it's it's the right thing to do. It's it it explains a good company. It explains a bad company because these things aren't apparent. And if somebody sees the light there as a business owner, and geez, this, this could simplify my life here. And when I do come up to an employee, rather than just sit and talk about the, the bad sports teams the city has, uh, or the good ones in some cases, basically you, you, uh, you, know, you just have a better outcome overall, better atmosphere. So... Those three words of wisdom, plan, direct, control. We should throw those out more at people and say, what the hell are you talking about? And try to explain this. But more importantly, run your business that way. Run your business that, that says, I have a plan and I can comfortably direct my employees. There's so many things that are involved with that. Not only getting the product out, whatever that product may be, but also just, you know, having people grow, having the, the company have a, an attitude that says, hey, we know what the hell is going on here and we can add our two cents. They become part of the solution. They become part of the fun because they're having fun. So it's something that you should keep in mind in a big way and learn and master those. We can teach you if we get an opportunity. That's right. If you're coachable, that's a big part of this. So a big part of being coachable is starting to make some of these changes that happening. And so as you're listening to the show, if you're digesting and thinking about it, maybe you're imagining sitting down with 
your right hand person or your 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 top team and asking them that question of what's the plan and what do you what do you hope <clears throat> or think you're going to hear back from them when you ask them that question do you have any idea to hope spring eternal you feel pretty good about it are you are you are you concerned to ask it cuz you're going to get a bunch of blank stares it's a great question to ask it's a great thing to kind of pull together and ask people about it and as we're recording this episode here in, in uh, late October, early November, it's the planning season, Jack. So it's a very opportune time to be asking this question. What's the plan? And you can now push it off you know, and focus it on what's the plan for next year? What are we doing to make money next year on purpose, folks? Now, chances are, Jack, they're going to look back at you, the owner, go, well, hey, isn't that your job to tell us what we're supposed to do here? That's right. And that's good. That's okay. Right. Well, it's a right, your point. Sorry, conversation. <laughs> that's right. It's, hey, I'm trying to do something different this year. I want to bring 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 you all in a different way. To help me with the pulling this plan together. Because if we if we pull the plan together, you know, as a team, guess what? Guess who owns that plan then? The entire team owns the plan because we've all been part of it. We've all been part of pulling it together. Versus it being dictated from on high. Here's what the boss wants done. Okay. People often react and, and will perform better when it's their own plans and they're involved in those plans. And it often gets better results, not just better plans, Jack, it's better results in terms of what's going on. And ultimately it becomes more fun and more profitable. Those things can go hand in hand quite often. That's right, they do. So anyway. So yeah, so that's a good thing, isn't it? It's a good thing to, to be able to kind of know what's going on and to know what your job is. Your three words, your duties as the owner, business owner, CEO, the plan, direct control. So if you're doing those things and you're aware of those things, chances are going to have a lot more fun and a lot more control of the business and knowing where things are going and why. And not only you, but the rest of your team will as well. All right. Any other words of wisdom to add there, Jack, before we end our show? No, I think uh, plan, direct control is contains tons of wisdom. It really does. It's a, it's a, a great analysis of the complexities involved with a small business, any business, really. All right. Well, and that, so concludes episode 339, Jack. Wow. What, what the three words that define the duties of, of the business owner or CEO. And we tell you talk about planned direct control is the answer. And so if you like what you heard today, as Jack mentioned, as I just said, there's 338 other episodes that we've got that Again, most stand the test of time. They're not geared towards any one event happening on the outside world. It's more about good knowledge and ways to run your small business and be able to grow your small business profitably. So you get them all at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. If you go there, you'll see there's an episodes tab you can click on. And if you go in the search bar there, you can type in whatever thought, question, or topic you want to uh, cover, and it'll feed back to you whatever shows we have on, on that topic. If you don't find any of those that suit your fancy, you can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call at 330-849-0670. And we'd be happy to answer the question for you directly or much like we did today, we can put together a show to answer the question because chances are if you have the question, so does somebody else and they'll be happy that you asked it. We'll get a chance to be able to answer the question that way as well. So if you uh, also, if you listen to us on a podcast player, you can go to wherever your favorite podcast player is and you can subscribe to our show. If you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, 
and subscribe. We usually drop a new episode every Thursday morning, so we deliver right there to your smart device for your listening pleasure. So that's the show we've got for you this week. Appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.